0: Uh, It's the Collective Creamery team here at Madame Fromage HQ in Fishtown, Philadelphia. Um, And we are getting ready to intro another Madame Fromage bonus mini-sode, which we're super excited about. In this mini-sode, we talk with Madame Fromage all about how she likes to build a cheese board. And she's been really, really into amazing domestic artisan cheeses, highlighting one each week on her Instagram this year. And so we talked through a really great domestic cheese board with some of our favorite cheeses from, I guess it was mostly Northeast, uh, maybe a few, one or two Midwest, I think, uh, one Wisconsin. But some really, really great cheeses. So stay tuned for that. But... Since we're all here in the room, we are going to talk about something that we're all super excited about that's coming right up uh, in like a week and a half, the American Cheese Society Conference in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, we are most excited to have this conference in our very own state, even though it's what five hours from Philadelphia, it's kind of across the whole state and it's a beautiful state indeed. Um, I got to say one of the things I'm most excited about are, well, A, it's like cheese camp, for cheese lovers, cheesemongers, cheesemakers. So connecting with all of our friends over every summer is one of the highlights for us. But there are a couple of sessions that I'm most excited about. I'll be uh, guiding a session on Pennsylvania cheese and Pennsylvania cider. And this is gonna be a do not miss session because we're gonna be talking about the agricultural roots of both of the products, Ben Wank from uh, Three Springs Fruit Farm and Plowman Cider will uh, be guiding us through the ciders, and I think that anybody who comes to the session is really going to get an understanding about what's going on with the next generation here in Pennsylvania as these two organizations kind of come up together, and the organizations I'm talking about are the Pennsylvania Cheese Guild and the Pennsylvania Cider Guild. We are our kindred spirits in this renaissance of crafted uh crafted something (laughs) yes crafted foods that'll be for jordan to take care of
0: okay jordan did you hear that okay great
1: yeah so i don't know i hope that i see a lot of familiar faces in that session because it'll be our time to shine here in pennsylvania
2: I'm also really looking forward to seeing a big presence for Pennsylvania cheesemakers because it's in our home state. This is a conference that travels around the country. And this year, it's in our home state, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, just at this really important moment in our cheese industry in the state, where we're seeing so many new cheesemakers coming to the scene, we're seeing established cheesemakers really upping their game and winning national and international awards. And the industry is just, it's flourishing, it's absolutely blooming, and I think the timing is just ripe. For all of us to have a really big showing at not only the conference in general, um, but also at the awards ceremony. Oh, can I jump in on that, please? There could be some surprise
1: noisemakers when Pennsylvania cheeses get called to the limelight at the awards ceremony. So if you're listening, stay tuned there's talk of cowbells in the audience there will be cowbells
0: this is going to be my first acs i think everyone else at this table has been before and i am just like part some somewhat terrified for how much partying i'm going to be expected to do um but for five days of cheese in pittsburgh with all the cheese people is going to be like so so epic tanaya uh what are you most excited about with acs
3: I always just love meeting the famous people in the elevators. You know, one year it was Mary Quick. Another time it was the dames from Cowgirl Creamery. You know, it's those chance meetings that are so exciting. Um, but one thing I'm especially excited about is a session being led by Sam Frank. Now, dames, you know, he was a, a DeBruno Brothers cheesemonger here in Philadelphia. Yeah, he's one of our own. And he has traveled all over Europe on a DZTA scholarship. He was a winner last year and he learned everything he could about rare cow breeds. And he's going to do an amazing presentation about rare cow breeds, heritage cows, and why it's worth, you know, raising animals that perhaps are not the greatest milk producers, but that historically have produced great cheeses. So Sam Frank, I just can't wait to be in the audience. Yeah, I'm looking forward
1: to that session also. And, you know, I have an idea of some of the things that he's going to say, and I want to just like challenge a lot of the dairy farmers out there to really consider what the gauntlet that Sam Frank's going to lay down for us. So you'll have to go to that session to find out what it is. I know on our farm, we're taking some of these things into consideration and maybe having a couple little um, different breeds introduced uh, to Bertrand Hill's farm, but we'll see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.
0: So uh, there's also one more event that is really going to shed the spotlight on Pennsylvania cheese that will be at ECS, and it's on Thursday night. Sue, can you tell us about that? Yeah,
1: Thursday night is going to be um, an event at Southern Tier Brewing from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. It's called Cheese and Beer at the Tier, and we're really excited to showcase an epic table of Pennsylvania cheeses. These are cheeses that are really hard to find out of the state and you'll be able to find them over at Southern Tier. It's just a quick walk from the convention center. So we're expecting all the members and attendees of the conference to show up because there's going to be some great beer as well. Um, Along with that, the Pennsylvania cheese guild is partnering with two other organizations for this event. We're going to have the DZTA award group. That's the Daphne Zepo's teaching award group um, joining us and the old ways coalition. The DZTA is really important. Uh, Madame Fromage just alluded to them and the scholarship program that they have av- available that recipient, Recipient for the next year will have been announced at the conference and will be present at our PA party and hopefully we can get some comments from the winner. It's such a big deal because this study is meant to bring back um, to all of us farmers and cheesemakers and cheesemongers in the state so we can always up our game. The other partner is Old Ways Coalition. Carlos Yusekis will be there and if you're in cheese, you know Carlos and you know the work that this organization does they are behind protecting traditional foods and um hey cheese is one of the original traditional foods so come on out celebrate with us the first 70 people to sign up will get a free beer on us we will have um ticketing information available in the show notes alex will be sure to put it there and you know come get to know
0: the cheesemakers of pennsylvania we are a pretty darn good crowd Yes, please come meet everybody Um, and once all of the dust has settled from ACS in September and we're kind of back to regular life after summertime We have a really exciting event um, that we're putting on with Monsi, Dr. Almena, one of the sort of um, highest level technical cheese experts and sensory experts in the field. Uh, She's an ACS technical judge. We brought her to Pennsylvania last summer uh, for a really amazing sensory evaluation day long course that a ton of our cheesemakers from I think as far away as New York, but all of our Pennsylvania crew uh, really came and learned a lot. And we're going to be doing her cheese defects workshop, which is kind of like um Like a a crit for cheesemakers to bring their cheeses. And Dr. Almena is just so amazing that she can taste the cheese and give you suggestions for ways to to improve it or bring out different flavors or maybe tweak issues that you might be having. Um, That's going to be September 17th in Exton, PA. We'll be sure to put a ticket link in the show notes as well. So if you're studying for the CCP exam, uh, if you're a cheesemaker and you want to get your cheeses critiqued, or if you're interested in cheese at all, it's a really amazing. Um, way to kind of get your mind blown with some really awesome information. Uh, and before we head into the mini I do want to ask Tania about the amazing pairing that she just served to us. Um, tell us all about it. <laughs> well, I happen to have,
3: oh, I don't know, about four pounds of Brabander sitting in the, in the fridge, um, which is a delicious goat cheese, which comes to us through La Muse in Holland. Uh, this is a gift from Anna Jewel of Cheese Journeys. We just did a Philadelphia and Chester County cheese tour and this was the leftover wedge. Uh, so I paired that with some honeydew melon because hey, it's in the 90s and because I have my dream team here at the table, <laughs> we're having some tall glasses of Pernod, which are so cooling here in the Philadelphia heat. So Perdue, Pernod, Pernod, honeydew melon and a firm goat cheese bra bender what do you think
0: dames does this work it's i, I love to experiment i love it absolutely delicious um and i think that's everything before we're going to be in the thick of acs when our next episode drops um so hopefully we'll be able to do some live reporting um but without further ado uh, let's listen to how to build an amazing domestic artisan and cheese board with mm-hmm. madame fromage And I I have to say that I have learned so much from Tanaya's blog, uh, madamefamageblog.com over the years. And she's been such a great champion of local cheesemakers and collective creamery um, that we decided to work with her on maybe some sort of more uh, consumer-facing cheese 101 topics that can educate everybody about how they can enjoy cheese better.
3: Thanks, Alex. That is my favorite subject.
0: So we have a cheese board here because you can't really come to Tanaya's without her offering to plate up a gorgeous, gorgeous board for you. Um, And why don't you tell us just what we're looking at? Sure. Well, I've been working on a project this year, which is to really
3: explore more artisan American cheeses because I feel like there are just so many incredible makers that have cropped up in the last few years, especially. And... I just wanted to devote all my attention on American cheesemakers for the moment. Also, I just find American cheese really hopeful. Like what's happening in the American cheese world is marvelous. There's so many great people in this community. So I just want to give it some love. So everything on today's board, and we're looking at a little slate wheel, is um, from the United States. And they're just some things that I've been playing with. So I, I dug out some special beauties for you, Alex. Um, starting out with Finger Lakes Golds, which is a natural-rinded goat cheese. Now, so much of my life is on social media, and this is a cheesemaker I've been having a conversation with on Instagram, and so I knew his fresh chef from when I've gone up to the Finger Lakes region, but I didn't know that he did sort of a Tome-style goat cheese. So a lovely, sweet, tender little cheese. I thought I'd put that out for you today, and I'm just exploring what he's up to. Again, um, Finger Lakes Gold from Lively Run Dairy.
0: Super delicious. Right. Super buttery and like concentrated. Right. And we're having nice some... Nice little goat touch underneath.
3: Yeah. We're having some Tulsi tea because mm-hmm. it's a rainy afternoon. And I feel Very like fresh. this cheese just curls up to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so we're starting with that, that little goat cheese. Next to it we have Thistle from Valley Milk House Creamery. Uh, I do happen to be a member <laughs> of the Collective Creamery Cheese Share. And this came in, I think, last week's... Cheese share and Alex, this is just a cheese that I return to over and over like my own personal pillow. I just love it.
0: Well, and you have one of those especially uh geo wheels yes. that we were experimenting with. Um Steph at the Creamery sort of tweaked her cultures for a few batches over the winter. And these ones were just like extra funky and extra wrinkly uh, and really unique um, kind of thing to bring out as the milk changes for the winter and gets more concentrated. I love hearing
3: about that. I put it out the other night. I was playing around with a um, Dressler Estate Modern Dry Cider. So just really light and effervescent. And I was looking for just the Painiest little cheese to go with it because I didn't want to overpower mm-hmm. the hard cider, and um, this particular little thistle just was so perfect for it. So I, I love its, yeah, you know, just the taste of the milk and just the it's it's really gentle natured. Mm-hmm. So, so that's thistle. The next cheese on the board. Oh, I'm having such a crush on this other cheese collab. Called Flory's Truckle. Do you know this? I haven't had it. I'm so excited to taste it. It's a cloth bound cheddar. And I I don't see that many American cloth bounds. I don't know if you feel the same way, but um, I'm always excited to see one. So, this is a a cheddar that's bound in cloth and cave aged. It is a partnership between two Amish creameries, uh, Prairie Breeze, which are, sorry, Milton Creamery, makers of Prairie Breeze, kind of a famous cheese in Iowa. And then Flory's Creamery in Missouri.
0: The brightness of this, it's like tangy caramel. It's like tangy caramel. And you can't
3: see this, but I'm a little bit of a drinker these days (laughs) since I also have a life in the cocktail world. And so I put out a little bit of Dickles Tennessee whiskey, which is uh, just this sweet, beautiful, lighthearted whiskey I like to think of it. And I think it's great with Flory's Truckles. So on a rainy afternoon, you know, it's Friday here, so the day is is done. Um, a little Flory's Truckle and just a little splash of Dickles whiskey for me is perfect. And then finally, we have two blues, uh, an interesting cheese called Blue Yonder. This is uh, from Lively Run Dairy in the Finger Lakes again. And this is a cow's milk cheese. And uh, it's dry. It has a natural rind. I love the name, Blue Yonder.
0: <laughs> um I'm tasting, which is why I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm,
3: I'm serving those with some uh, Effie's oat cakes. I love mm. Odie biscuits and blue cheese.
0: I have just gotten turned on to those, and they're like <sighs> so perfect. Right, they're, they're like snackable yet substantial, so you don't totally devour them right away. Exactly.
3: Mm. Sometimes you don't want bread, and a plain old water cracker is, you know, what? What's it really going to do for you? I
0: like how earthy this blue is. Right,
3: really earthy, really lovely. So it's an it since it's dry. It's nice to shave on a salad. Or just eat on its own with a little bit of honey, and then really a new cheese for me that I am over the moon about is um, from Maryland, and And this this is is a Stilton, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's a Stilton style. It's um, called Prince George's Blue. Mm -hmm. I encountered this at a little cheese show in Lancaster, and uh, I'm just I'm really blown away by how wonderful this Stilton from uh, from maryland is
0: so, i feel like this is like a rock that i'm eating like a yeah. cheese rock it's so mineralic and like yeah. super funky but has like really um really punchy
3: yeah it's got sweetness it's got leather it man, reminds me of colston Bassett stilton frankly mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite british oh, stiltons yeah. I had this among like maybe 30 cheese bites at uh, this recent cheese show. And I just stopped the maker and I Mm -hmm. said, please give me a hunk, just a little hunk to take home because (laughs) I want to remember this cheese. And so we've been in touch on Instagram (laughs) as well because I just, one of the ways I love staying connected uh, with eaters and with makers is through social media just to bring people
0: together cheesemakers you know beyond the gram tag tanaya get it slide into her dms and uh slide to give, my give DMs. her some stuff to taste um those are all really fabulous and so tell me about the composition of this board like we've got five cheeses so there's a lot of variety mm-hmm. um We have a couple, a couple cheeses from the same farm, but they're very, very different. We have this cow's milk blue, this dry blue, and then we have this like buttery, almost goat goo to eat home. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you might put this selection together or, or when you're shopping rather, since we don't all have as well stocked of a cheese fridge as you do. Well, I kind of do. Yeah, I think you do, Alex. <laughs> uh, the average consumer doesn't. So when, when you're going to a, to a cheese shop, I feel like a lot of people, they get kind of that like retail, you know, like days where they're just like, well, like I can't choose or so many choices. And we sometimes rely on old favorites or sometimes we, we pick new stuff and it doesn't always like go really well together. So how do you like to sort of bundle some cheeses together mm. for maybe one dining experience or to sure. have over the course of a week?
3: Sure. I'm a three to five cheese a week kind of person, or maybe every other week, but I usually buy them in odd numbers because I usually put them out in odd numbers, but it really doesn't matter. Um, For me, it's not about so much a, a variety of milks. A lot of people like to have something goat, cow, and sheep. I hear that a lot as sort of common wisdom. I like a variety of textures. I want something really like mild and creamy, like thistle. But then I also want to nosh down on a crumbly blue that has some saltiness. And that's partially because I love to drink beer and cocktails. And so I want things that I could play around with. So if I have a stout in the house, I want to be able to, you know, have a little blue cheese before bedtime. Um, But, you know, if I have a little hard cider or if I'm having a French 75 on a Sunday (laughs) afternoon, I want something mild and creamy. But generally, I always just say, if you're wondering how to shop for cheese, look for the nicest, friendliest looking person behind the cheese counter and ask for some guidance. Um, I, my first question is always, what are you loving right now? Or tell me about the last cheese you took home. And that monger is going to open right up and they are going to give you the best guidance you could possibly receive because they know it's ripe. Um, you're not asking them, you know, what should I buy today? You're asking them what what would you buy? So the um, inside info, yeah, and they're going to tell you, oh, last night I made dinner for my girlfriend. We have like the most perfect gorgonzola right now. <laughs> um, or they might tell you we have we have the best winemere we've ever had. That's the sort of scoop I'm always looking for. I just want to eat the best cheese, you know, in at the right moment in time. <laughs> so that's that's usually my go-to. My other last tip is. Um, to always pick one cheese you've never had before or one that can be a little bit of a party starter. Like I love buying a leaf-wrapped cheese or a bark-bound cheese or a wrinkly-rinded cheese because I know whoever I serve it to is going to be curious. And if I have a few people over and they don't know each other, it's going to get them talking. So
0: I like a conversation cheese. That's a perfect idea, especially for a party. I love it. And we also uh, will have a photo of this is going to be, I'm sure, on Tanaya's Instagram. We'll probably put one up, too. We have this adorable little acorn-shaped lidded container in the center with some rose jelly, rose petal jelly.
3: A rose petal jelly from Soraya, a new um, Lebanese restaurant near my house. that has a nice pantry section. Yeah, I love the flavor of rose mm-hmm. with cheese. I love herbs and cheese. Um, so since I had a couple of goat cheeses in the house and this beautiful thistle, I picked this up before you came over. Um, again, I, I just love pairings. And so, uh, I'm always looking for things that are on the delicate side. Cause I think a lot of jams and jellies tend to be pretty intense, your chutneys and things like that, which are great with your bolder cheeses.
0: But, but this one is all purpose. This, this is, is like the, the only accompaniment. And yeah. I, I have a feeling if we went around and tasted them all together, yeah. like that would be friendly enough with everybody, all Absolutely. Five on the
3: board. And I ate a lot of cheese for breakfast. So if I'm going to spread a little something, a little leftover something onto toast, like a, a, a light rose jam is, is just a lovely accompaniment. Or I'll do a little bit of light colored honey and a little bit of rosemary. You know, I'm always just making these little bites around the house.
0: Awesome. And anything, obviously not on this board since it's really full of cheese, but what are some other um, little bites or snacks or crisps or anything like that that you like to keep around? We talked about the oat cakes. We talked about the rose petal jelly. But what are your other like go-to aboard accoutrement?
3: Oh, there are many. Well, one thing I've been really into this winter is doing well. I just generally call it a Baltic board. Mm. I've got some purple sauerkraut. I've got Ooh. some uh, a jar of beets from the Polish market. I have a lot of tinned fish, like just delicious sardines and things like that. And since I'm often writing late, I eat a cheese board almost every night. And sometimes I just need to be able to open a tin of fish Put some beets and sauerkraut in a bowl and put out three little cheeses with some like little rye crisps or something like that. Oh, God. And then like a little fresh – some fresh herbs or a little salad on the side, maybe a little mustard. And I'm happy. I mean I've been watching, you know, the Olympics this past week and every night it's like – oh. Baltic board.
0: <laughs> it's like the the cheese writer's uh, lunch, like the plowman's lunch with this Eastern European slant.
3: I do also have quite a pantry at work. And at work, it's much more of the uh, apricots. You know, petite toasts uh, for those softer cheeses, pistachios, little jars of honey, because often a colleague will come in or, you know, one of my former students and I'll just say like, oh,
0: have a seat. Let me
3: open the drawer and we'll pull something out. So I feel like nuts and dried fruit are really easy to keep at the desk.
0: I think that everybody should be like writing this down like clean out your desk, devote <laughs> a drawer and put a wine fridge to cheese under your snacks. Desk. Yeah. That's yeah. my other secret. And then I aged cheese in there. Uh, job satisfaction will skyrocket. <laughs> um, if you can do that. Well, tonight, thank you so much oh, for this little tour of this me. cheese board.
3: My pleasure. I, it's really a joy. Come anytime.
0: Collective Creamery is Stephanie Angstadt, Sue Miller, and Alex Jones. Jordan Heil produced the podcast, and Mike Lorenz wrote our music. You can hear him on Thursday nights at the Tired Hands Brew Cafe in Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can learn more and subscribe to our cheese subscription at collectivecreamery.com.